What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Ball for All podcast. I'm your host, Leonard. And let's get straight to business. College football. We all love it. College football season is upon us. And I have the absolute pleasure of watching each and every game and breaking down, kind of giving my thoughts on each and every game that was played this week. And what I've noticed about each and every game this college football season is there's three different games you need to look out for. The blowout of the week, the upset of the week, and the game of the week. So join me as I discuss not only those games, but every game this college football week. Without further ado, let's get into it. First game we have here is the number 17 SMU versus Tulane. SMU had three different receivers over 100 yards. Shane Buscelli had an absolute field day. He went 23 of 37 for 384 yards and two touchdowns. Despite the loss, running back, two-lane running back, Stephon Henderson, 132 yards on 19 carries. The game was officially iced when SMU cornerback Brandon Crossley picked off freshman Michael Pratt to set up the game-winning field goal for SMU. With this win, SMU moves to 5-0 as they escape with a 37-34 overtime victory. SMU broke the all-time tie and they now lead the series 14-13. Next game we have here is the number 14 BYU versus Houston. Zach Wilson, everybody. BYU starting quarterback, absolute dog. Okay, this kid lit up Houston this game. He absolutely shined this game. 400 passing yards, four touchdowns. His number one target, Dax Millen, had 184 receiving yards on nine catches with three touchdowns of his own. BYU improves to 5-0, the first time since 2008. It was a pretty back-and-forth game, to be honest. Houston, Houston scored 23 unanswered points when they trailed by 11 to start the second quarter. But then BYU rallied back behind their offense after being down 12 to finish the third. Zach Wilson, I think he's the truth. I honestly think he's kind of entered his name into that Heisman conversation. He's definitely shown BYU that he's a special quarterback and that he deserves to have some eyes on him. He's kind of that prospect that kind of comes out of nowhere you know every single college football year we have that one prospect that kind of comes out of nowhere and just takes the college football world by storm we had it last year with Joe Burrow we had it a couple years ago with Blake Bortles it's like that one prospect every single year that nobody knows about it just kind of takes everybody by storm and shoots up the draft board I think that's definitely Zach Wilson this year uh penalties killed Houston this game they had 10 penalties throughout the game Just double-digit penalties will never get it done. That's not winning football. They need to do better and be more disciplined. BYU defensive back Micah Harper was actually ejected early in the game for targeting, but from the blowout win, it doesn't seem like they needed him too much. The biggest question for Houston was leading receiver Marquez Stevenson was completely shut down all game, only totaling one catch for 19 yards. Zach Wilson... Absolutely incredible so far. 72% completion rating, 924 passing yards, 8 touchdowns, 1 interception on the season. He's slowly making me into a believer. I'm slowly starting to like this kid every single week I watch him. He's definitely someone to keep an eye on. BYU wins it 43-26. It's not even close. 
Here we have the next game, Kentucky versus the number 18th ranked Tennessee. And just an awful, awful game by Tennessee. Just absolutely abysmal. Tennessee's quarterback, Jarrett Garantano, throws two pick sixes. Two pick sixes. If you ask me, it's time for a QB change in Knoxville. I've seen enough. He played absolutely dreadful. Jared Garantano, more like Jared Garan turnover, because it seemed like every single time this dude had the ball, you were losing possession. It seemed every single time. Tennessee running back Eric Gray did rush for 128 yards on the ground. Tennessee should have won this game. Even if they won by close, they should have won this game. Jeremy Pruitt needs to find answers, and I think he needs to start with the QB position. This was the first time Kentucky beat Tennessee in Knoxville since 1984. And Tennessee just got flat out dominated on both sides. If you're a Tennessee fan, this was a very, very frustrating game to watch. Uh, They really need to go ahead and find some answers because if they have another game like this one, with all the recruiting talent they have, there's no excuse that they should have a game like this one. Absolutely embarrassing. Absolutely despicable. The next game we have here. Pittsburgh versus the number 13 Miami Hurricanes. De'Ara King throws four touchdowns and a win. But uh, poor coaching really screwed Pitt this game. I mean, come on, guys. Like, a fake punt? Really? Miami survived this game, luckily. Pitt's Jordan Addison did have 147 yards on the ground. He's pretty much the only bright spot for Pitt, pretty much. Like... Outside of him, there was really nothing else really going for them in this game. Uh, Miami survives Pittsburgh, and that's really all I have to say about that game. Miami's really not really the 13th-ranked kind of win I would expect, but a win's a win. Miami survives, but you're going to need way, way more firepower if you're going to compete in the ACC. The next game, oh my goodness, speaking of headaches, this is what I call a Tylenol game. Because after watching a game like this, you really need some Tylenol, some Aleve, something. The number 15 Auburn versus South Carolina. Oh, my goodness. Bo Nix, or should I say Bo Picks, three interceptions. Three interceptions against a very, very, very mediocre South Carolina team. Auburn started 1-3. Unrank Auburn, please. Why are they 15th in the nation? A pathetic loss. I want Bo Nix benched. He's not good. He's one of the most overhyped quarterbacks in the NCAA. He's definitely the most overrated quarterback in the SEC. He only won freshman of the year because they pretty much had to give it to somebody. But uh, absolutely terrible game. He's not a good quarterback. I would go ahead. If I was Gus Malzahn, I would go ahead and start looking at other QB options. Speaking of Gus Malzahn, if I was him, I would go ahead and look up some jobs on Tinder because... Well, not Tinder. You look up some jobs on LinkedIn. Looked up some jobs on Indeed. Shit. He might even need himself a Tinder. Because I definitely would want a little honey to go ahead and just forget about this game. Because you're 1-3. South Carolina is far from a good team. Just absolutely embarrassing loss for Auburn. I mean, this is straight up just pitiful. Pitiful, pitiful loss. The next game we have here is actually the blowout of the week. Clemson versus Georgia Tech. And my goodness, what a blowout. Clemson was leading 52-7 to at halftime. Trevor Lawrence has had 400, 
four passing yards, five touchdowns. Just absolutely embarrassed. Amari Rodgers for Clemson had six catches for 161 yards. Just what did they do? What would Georgia Tech have to do for Clemson to put 73 points on their head like that? Like, what an absolute embarrassment. Jeff Collins, he met Clemson last year, and he lost 52-14. to So if that wasn't embarrassing enough, this year he has 73 points dropped on the dome. Clemson got so bored, they put in Will Spires, the punter, and he actually went 2-for-3 passing for 13 yards. And that's not even the saddest statistic. The saddest statistic is those 13 yards were more than Georgia Tech had the whole second half. Absolutely embarrassing. Absolutely shameful. If I was the athletic director for Georgia Tech, every single student athlete would get their scholarships stripped. They would be running gassers till the early morn. It's one thing to represent your school and get blown out. But to get 73 points dropped on you. I would be ashamed to call myself a Georgia Tech student athlete after getting 73 points dropped on me. After getting, they put their punter in the game. Absolutely disgraceful. Clemson just rolled over Georgia Tech. What an embarrassing loss. The next game I have here is number four Notre Dame versus Louisville. Notre Dame survives 12-7. Ugly, ugly, ugly win for Notre Dame. Ian Book is not a Heisman contender. I said he wasn't a Heisman contender. He just, just, this is a game they should have won handily. They should have won this game handily. Barely survived. Tommy Reese, the offense coordinator, he may need to go ahead and rework some things because their offense wasn't getting it done. Kyron Williams, about the only bright spot of the offense. He rushed for 127 yards. They have a Clemson game coming up. Yeah, Notre Dame's going to get absolutely slaughtered that game. Next game we have here is number 11, Texas A&M versus Mississippi State. Texas A&M wins 28-14. Isaiah Spiller runs all over Mississippi State, 114 yards on the ground. Kellen Mond throws two touchdowns. But that Texas A&M defense, ooh-wee. You might as well start charging them rent because they lived in the backfield this game. Six sacks in the backfield all day. Mississippi State's offense has had... Just no answers. After benching KJ Costello last week, Mike Leach needs to really, really dig deep and find some answers. They had 26 offensive drives consecutively without a single point scored. Mike Leach, get your offense together before you suffer more embarrassing losses. Seriously, guys, Mississippi State, get it together. 26 consecutive drives without points Talk about a stagnant offense. That offense wasn't going anywhere. A flat tire offense. Not going anywhere. Next game we have here is the upset of the week. We have North Carolina, fifth in the nation, versus Florida State. Florida State actually hangs on to win 31-28. FSU led big early. George Travis, 107 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. He also had a passing touchdown. But the late drops really cost UNC late. Sam Howell, he did everything he could. He put the ball right in the breadbasket, and the receiver let him down on third and fourth down to keep the game going. Just back-to-back drops came back to haunt UNC. But to be completely honest, I never really took UNC seriously as a contender anyway. Like, when I heard they were fifth in the nation, I gave them two weeks before they would embarrassingly lose. And they did me one better and lost in one week. So UNC, if you guys really thought you were going to the college football playoffs, you are delusional. Good quarterback, okay team, 
You guys aren't nothing special. Next team we have here is Boston College versus the number 23rd ranked Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech absolutely blows out Boston College 40-14. to Boston College got destroyed on the ground by Virginia Tech's running game. Quarterback Hendon Hooker, 164 rushing yards. The damn quarterback, 164 rushing yards and three touchdowns. The running back, Khalil Herbert, had 143 yards and one touchdown. When you give up nearly 300 yards rushing to a quarterback and a running back, your run defense leaves a lot to be desired. Boston College with five turnovers. What an embarrassing loss. They're 3-2 and two right now, I believe, but you wouldn't have known that by the way they played this game. Just Boston College, an absolute embarrassing loss. Get your run defense together. There is no reason why a quarterback should rush for 164 yards and three touchdowns. Absolutely shameful. Speaking of shameful, Ole Miss versus Arkansas, everybody. My goodness, what a game. If you didn't have the Tylenol out a couple games ago, you definitely had the Tylenol out for this game. This game should have been sponsored by damn Budweiser because I know for damn sure that people was getting alcohol after this game, especially if you were an Ole Miss fan. Ole Miss loses 33-21 to to Arkansas. Matt Corral picked six times. Easily the worst quarterback, one of the worst quarterbacks, if not the worst, in the SEC. This dude was so overrated, and I was telling people this for weeks. Picked off six times. Every single time he threw the ball, it seemed like it was going back the other way. He had absolutely no sense of direction when it came to directing the ball. I don't know if the Arkansas DBs went to practice with him this week and just practiced running routes. Because they always seem to know where to find the football. Absolutely ridiculous. Hudson Clark, a walk-on DB at Arkansas, actually had three interceptions by his damn self. Give that kid a scholarship. I heard he wasn't on scholarship. Give him a scholarship. Three interceptions by himself. Quarterback picked off six times. Sam Pittman deserves a lot of credit for leading Arkansas back to relevance, pretty much. Arkansas 3-1 and one on the season. Off to a great start. I definitely think that Sam Pittman deserves Coach of the Year consideration if he keeps this up. Uh, I haven't seen Arkansas good in years, so it's honestly good to see Arkansas not lose and not get blown out and actually look like a decent team. So congratulations to Arkansas. But uh, Lane Kiffin, Lane Train, definitely need to go ahead and get back on track next week because what an absolute pitiful loss. UCF versus Memphis. Oh, you knew this game was coming. Memphis holds on 50-49. to An absolute shootout of a game. Back and forth plenty of times. Brady White, 486 passing yards. Six touchdowns for Memphis. Calvin Austin, 151 and two touchdowns. Taj Washington, 131 receiving yards. Dylan Gabriel, over 600 yards passing and five touchdowns. 601 to be exact. He had three receivers over 170 yards. This Memphis secondary got worked out today. These boys got cooked. In fact, these boys got cooked so damn bad, you would have thought that George Foreman was their damn defense coordinator the way these boys was getting grilled by these receivers. Marlon Williams, 191 receiving and a touchdown. Ryan O'Keefe, 175 receiving and a touchdown. Jalen Robinson, 173 receiving and two touchdowns. Nearly 600 yards, over 600 yards through the air, through these receivers. That secondary was running laps out there. Absolutely pitiful. But the big story everyone seems to remember from this game, 
was backup QB Quadri Jones going after kicker Daniel Obarski after he missed a field goal. Real class to UCF. When you lose a close game like this, a heartbreaker, nothing says, oh, we're the best team in Florida, like having two teammates almost fight each other on the sideline. You were never better in Florida. You're not even better in Miami, in my opinion. You're a good team. You're just not as good as you think you are, and you got humbled. So uh, you're one and two. Just try to worry about winning the American before you start calling yourselves the best. Next game we have here. My game of the week. We have Georgia versus Alabama. The number three ranked Georgia Bulldogs versus the Alabama Crimson Tide, who is ranked second in the nation. Bama wins it 41-24. The game started out really close. They were up 24-21 at halftime, and then they just kind of ran away with it. Matt Jones, an absolute excellent day through the air, 417 passing yards and four touchdowns. Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith, easily the best wide receiver duo in all of college football. Just simply too much for Georgia's DBs, which was actually pretty crazy because Georgia had the best defense coming into this game, best defense in the country. Jalen Waddle, 161 receiving yards. Devonta Smith, 167 receiving yards. Absolutely just lit Georgia up. Their secondary could not compete. Stetson Bennett, Georgia's quarterback, had a passing line of 18 for 40 for two touchdowns and three INTs. If you ask me, honestly, if I was Kirby Smart, I would go ahead and start looking at JT Daniels out of USC. I always liked JT Daniels over Stetson Bennett, and I definitely liked him over Dewan Mathis. The mailman, Stetson Bennett, obviously did not deliver. I think it's time to give JD Daniels a shot. The JD Daniels era needs to start if Georgia wants to go ahead and keep any kind of credibility. I honestly think that JD Daniels is the best QB we have on the roster. I've been saying for him to play for weeks. I think this is the game that they should go ahead and shift the tide. I think they should go ahead and give JD Daniels a shot, see what he can do. But a good win for Alabama. Alabama wins decisively in a top three matchup, 41 to 24. And that has been this week in college football. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to me. Follow me on my social medias. I have an Instagram and a Twitter. My Instagram is L-E-O-N-A-R-D-C dot L-E-O-N. Follow me on Twitter as well. Capital L-E-O-N-A-R-D capital C capital L-E-O-N. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. I had a great time. Let me know who you guys were surprised by, who you guys were entertained by, who you guys were impressed with this week in college football. I'm your host, Leonard. It's been a blast. We are out of here.